As you know, I focus on patterns when I help students, especially beginning students, to learn basic conversation skills. I find that it takes away a great deal of the frustration they have in learning. It helps them to refocus their energies away from uh, vocabulary learning focus to focus on patterns, which are generally very simple, patterns which they can find in their own language, patterns which are used to express basic feelings, and it just takes the mystery out of uh, learning the language. It gives them a way to um, deal with frustrating feelings they may get with them not being able to speak. So let me tell you about a group of patterns that today that I use to help them. And that is one which has four different purposes, actually. It's used when you actually don't know something. It's a pattern that you use when you don't want to tell another person something. It's used when the other people don't need to know. For example, little children may ask you a question and you don't want to give them the answer. They don't need to know. And it's often used when you try to bluff around things. So this group of patterns will help you to do all of this, to express these feelings when you don't know, when you don't uh, subtly want to tell somebody, uh, tell another person something, or when they don't need to know. So where we find that and where I teach that is in hour 31, in the 40-hour course here. So once again, we're going from 1 to 40. This is like building a pyramid of knowledge with one where you got the very basic patterns, and as we progress through the patterns, we get the more sophisticated, more subtle patterns. These are generally found in the language the, everyone speaks. So we're identifying it in English. And, it, you know, if they are a bit confused by this, they can ask someone who speaks their own language what it means in their language, and they will be able to identify it. You know, I've, I've identified these feelings in this section here where I teach my Nice in Korean with the Korean patterns. So every language will have these patterns. Uh, so hour 31. Hour 31 deals with something, anything, and nothing. Very simply. In the introduction here, there's a short YouTube format where I introduce the students to the patterns, its uses. On the side here are PDFs, which they can print out, which are study aids that they can uh, use when they're beginning to try to use the pattern. Generally, and I'll show you in just a minute here, the, these printouts. Um, but when I study with them, I just have these, had them printed out. I refer to it and we we go from there with uh, trying to get a handle on it. So these PDFs. The first one is basically this. The pattern, something and anything, somewhere, anywhere, as you see here. Basically, these revolve in language 
around what, where, why, when, who, and how. What, where, why, when, who, and how. Something, anything. One of the other printouts then we go to is here, and we begin. In hour 15, I had helped to introduce the students to the use of some and any. Some and any have absolutely no meaning. They're usually tagged onto plural nouns only. For example, I bought some candy. I didn't meet any people. I didn't meet people. I didn't meet any people is exactly the same. I read some book. I read a book. It's the same. Plural nouns generally they are tagged onto. The only limitation here is that any generally doesn't sound good with a positive sentence. For example, I bought some candy, sounds good. I bought any candy, doesn't flow as nice here. With the negative sentence, I didn't buy some candy, I didn't buy any candy. This sounds much better. For some reason, these don't go well. Any doesn't go well with a positive sentence, and some doesn't go well with a negative sentence. However, in the positive question and the negative question, they are used interchangeably, and they sound good. Did you eat some dessert? Did you eat any dessert? Exactly the same. Something and anything can be used by themselves. For example, did you buy something? Did you go anywhere? Now, once again, you've got to think of why these patterns are being used. One is, uh, you know, you don't know. You met a friend and, uh, you know, I want to know what he did. I don't know what he did. So how do you ask it? Did you do anything today? Did you do something today? You know, I want to know where she went. I don't know where she went. Did you go somewhere today? Did you go anywhere? These can be used by themselves. I want to know who he met. Did you meet someone? Did you meet anyone? Anybody? Did you meet anybody? So they can be used by themselves. Once again, when you don't know. They can also be used with an adjective, a verb, or a sentence. With the adjective, it is simply placed right after the pattern. I ate something delicious. Did you eat anything delicious? I did something to help her. Did you do anything to help her? With the sentence, you simply, I did something she liked. The patterns with the verb only, you always have to have two. It's consistent. In the sentence, can follow right after, or you can have the adjective. Did you meet anyone interesting? 
Did you meet someone interesting? It's the same. Do you know anywhere to get this? Did she go someplace you like? So generally these can be used once again in those four situations where you don't know, the other person doesn't need to know, you don't want to tell them, or you're just trying to bluff. You know, you see someone doing something, I'm going to tell someone. You know, you're bluffing maybe. You don't want to tell them who you're going to tell. So these situations are used a great deal, and they're all based off of this simple pattern here. And we also find this um, group of patterns used a great deal with the verb to have. I have, I have got, and there is. The only limitation here with I have got is there is no, no past tense and there's no future tense. With have and there is, there is the past, present, and future. You know, I have something to do. I had something to do. I will have something to do. Here you only have I the present. I have got something to do. So the something is used in the positive sentence only or in the question form. With the negative sentence, anywhere is generally used. Anything, anywhere, anyone. Don't you have anyone to talk to? Haven't you got any way to get there? The pure negative form is found with nothing. There is no positive sentence, there's no negative set question, and there's no positive question with nothing. You know, I've got no one to talk to. There's no reason to go there. I have nothing to do. Uh, the emphasis on the real plural plural, sometimes this anything, something is not used. And you just have, I have a lot to do, very simple forms. I have a lot of things to do. I've got a lot of people to talk to. And this can be used in the past, the um, positive sentence, the negative sentence, the positive question, and the negative question. So, once again, in situations when you don't know, you can use this. Do you have anything to do? You know, I have no idea. You know, but I want to know. Do you have anything to do? Do you have any time to talk to me? You don't know if they have time or not. Choose when you don't want to tell anyone. You know, I have something to do tonight. You know, if I wanted to tell them, I would tell them. But I don't want to tell them. You have times when people don't need to know things, whether they're children or adults. You know, um, where did you go? I went somewhere um, with, with my wife. I went somewhere uh, to eat. You know, if you wanted to tell them, you'd tell them. But sometimes they just don't need to know. And sometimes you want to bluff. So the way that you then practice the patterns is uh, through exercises. So that the kids, uh, the, the students, get to uh, 
use the pattern, practice it. The more they practice it, the more they begin to feel comfortable with it. When they're speaking with the native speakers, they'll begin to get a feel for the use of the language. So um, the PDF on the side is a verbatim of what is found in the videos. There's generally uh, 200 questions involved. I ask the question. Ample time is given for the student to answer. The captions are available in these YouTube videos if necessary. Uh, if you just see the number 31, this is we're only practicing questions with patterns we learned today. 31, once again, questions. We then always review what we've learned because anything worth teaching is worth repeating, it's worth reviewing. So we reinforce what we've already learned. You know, up to this point, we're at hour 41, we've got to review what we've learned here so that the students just um, don't forget. So that you have to almost force them to use it so that they begin to uh, naturally use them. So in the photo section here where we have generally around 15 to 20 photos, uh, once again the PDFs will is a verbatim of what's found here. Captions are available. And we're reviewing patterns that we learned from 1 to 31 hours of study. Once again, the more they practice, the more they'll feel comfortable with the language. They don't have the luxury of always being with the teacher. They have time where they can study on the side. They can find these same lessons on the free podcast, which is uh, mimics the videos that you've all find here. At the bottom, there's teacher's tips in case a teacher would like uh, some other views that I have about how to teach these set of patterns. So thank you.